I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. When we go out and shoot a predator investigation, we face a lot of challenges, quite honestly. Some of them you see on one of our takedown episodes or one of our Hansen versus Predator or To Catch a Predator episodes from the past. And some of them you don't see some of them we can't predict. We've had guys show up naked. We sort of knew that was coming. We've had guys show up armed. Fortunately, in those cases, we knew in advance that that was a possibility. And when that happens, law enforcement, with which we work on these investigations, will take that predator down before that predator comes into the house. We had one guy, specifically I remember in Petaluma, California, who said he never went anywhere without his gun. He was a sniper in the military. And before he walked in, Petaluma police and the other authorities grabbed him and took him down. We don't ever want to get into a dangerous situation in a closed space like one of our predator sting houses. We've had guys bring a child with him, as in Fort Myers. We've had guys whose battery has died on their cell phones and we've lost communication with them. We've even had situations like in Georgia where there was a wildfire on the West Coast, which took down servers or Yahoo that we were using to conduct our chats with potential predators. And we lost contact with dozens of potential predators. We had to stop the investigation and pick it up later. But never have we before or since the case of Jose Falcon 
faced a set of challenges like the ones he presented. And I'll get into details shortly. But Jose Falcon, who was 41, said he was 27 in the chat with our perverted justice decoy, who was posing as a 12-year-old girl, by the way. He was 41, and he went by the screen name Florida in Miami. He was chatting with a girl, as I mentioned, 12 years old, according to her profile. Sammy loves brats. Referring to the brat doll, I believe. And Sammy loves brats was actually a member of Perverted Justice, the online watchdog. And if you recall the sting we did in Ford Myers in 2006, the spring of 2006, it was in a rather large home in a wonderful neighborhood, beautiful neighborhood. It was on the water, one of the canals that led into the Gulf. And we had a number of visitors, predators who stick out. We had a naked god. We had some very memorable predator moments there. David Schumacher. I don't want to be on TV, dog. And in the middle of it all, Jose Falk. Now, Jose, at first in his chat, seems to have a conscience. In fact, he seems to want to do the right thing. Florida and Miami says hi and asks our decoy ASL age, sex, and location. Sammy Loves Brad says 12. Female, Florida. Jose says, I'm sorry, I am older. Sorry, bye-bye. He says his name is Pepe online. Says he's 27, male, Florida. Now, instead of just leaving after he says bye-bye, he continues the chat and at a couple of junctions here, we think he's still going to do the right thing. Realize that he shouldn't even be chatting with someone who says they're a 12-year-old girl. And there are obvious signs of a language barrier. It appears for Pepe that English is his second language. And I'll go through the transcripts here and you'll see what I'm talking about. Where are you place? He asks. Fort Myers. Oh, you know where that is? The girl says. I'm sorry, you are 12 age. Syntax. Very poor. Yes, I know where, he says. LOL, yeah, I want to be older so I can drive. You can drive? Me too. I can't, LOL. You got to be 16, I'm 12. Again, she reaffirms her age. The decoy knowing that he's perhaps not a fluent English speaker. So she wants to make it clear. Okay, okay, fine. I am sorry. Bye-bye. Bye, he says. And then Sammy says, it sucks talking about driving or the lack of having a license at only 12 years old. 
And then she says, okay, fine. Then he says, why you cry? She put a sad face up. I can't drive, LOL. I have my car, he says. Again, there's a bit of a disconnect here. You're lucky. You are 12 age. I can't get you if I am in jail, you know. <laughs> you can't get her if he's in jail, you know? Whoa, a what, she says? You know, you are 12 age, but... You're only 12 to 16 age, okay? You're confusing me, she says. I don't want to trouble. I called you my mistake. Okay, she says, okay. I thought you older, but I don't know you 12 age. Now, I think it's reasonable to deduce from this that he's trying to say, your picture and your profile looked older. But I didn't know when I saw it at first that you were actually 12 years old, so I'm going to leave this alone. But he doesn't leave it alone. He's hooked. He's infatuated, it appears, by the notion of having sex or getting with a 12-year-old girl, or at least one who looks like picture in the profile. Do you talk me or leave, he says. I don't care. Again, the decoys are trained to not go too far, to not create entrapment here. And they, or Jose Falcon, is going to have to make the move, an affirmative move, to show that he, in fact, intended to knowingly meet a 12-year-old girl for sex. That's the crime. And talking specifically about it in the chats constitutes that crime as to showing up. Okay, do you have a picker can? He says. She says, pick on profile. I get a cam in two weeks. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Okay, okay. Yes, I saw your pick. Very pretty curl, he says. Thank you. Yes, I have my pick on profiles. Okay. Did you find me profile? He asks. You're cute, OMG. Thank you, says Pepe. Then he asks, how are you doing? Again, he doesn't say, you're cute, you look older, but I know you're 12, goodbye. He doesn't do that. How are you doing? Good, I'm hungry. Got to get something to eat. Will you be here later? Okay, okay, no problem. I see you again. You have a nice day, bye-bye. I like you, nice, pretty, nice girl. Bye-bye. And so now we're wondering, okay, is this more than a language barrier? Is there some sort of mental impairment? But we know this person is older. We know that there's an intent developing, at least, on the part of an adult to meet a child. And so the chat continues. He says he's busy during the week. But he, quote, I like to weekend, end quote, referring to when he can come over to visit 12-year-old Sammy Loves Brands. And he wants to know about the 12-year-old's parents. 
your parent with you? No. Oh, how what? You're confusing me, she says. I want to, but I don't want to parent. So he's making the point that he wants to see her, but not the parents. You like movie or restaurant? Yeah. Like a date, she asks? Do you have boyfriend? Here it comes. In spite of the earlier concern in conscience, Pepe, Jose Calpin, takes that next step. Do you have a boyfriend? I did, but we broke up. Oh, me too. Now, we'll later learn that Jose Falcon is not just 41, but he's married at the time of this conversation. He's a plumber in the Miami area. Do you have a girlfriend, she asks. No, I was broke up. Okay. I am fear, he says. Huh? She says. I know, very dangerous. You are? You are. 12 age. I am 27, again lying about his age. Oh, so I'm in danger from you, she asks. You know law rule. Oh, he's indicating here that he knows that what he's doing is illegal. If you are 12 age, I get jail. Oh, yeah, you will. Pepe, I want to date with you. You like to go out? This is after he talks about her age. Yeah, do you? What kind of? She says, I like shopping, going to the beach, eating out. You love older? Oh, nice. I will pay for whatever you want. In any language. That translates into grooming. Cool, she says. Do you have a good job? Yes, I'm a plumber. Do you like doing that? Yes, I am. Cool. I love plumber. You go to school, he asks. Yeah, it's spring break. Yay. I know, he says. I want to meet you somewhere. Really? I don't want to see Parrot, okay? I don't want to get busted, lol, she says. Make sure, he says. I will take care of you, okay? I wait. I think how I do on weekend. I will call you. He says he works from 9 to 5, but he's off the weekend. Do you want to give me a dress? We talk more, okay, she says. I don't really know you yet, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, okay, fine. Me too. I don't want to trouble you, okay? Maybe I can call you on the phone later or something and say hi. You be carefully with Parrot, he says. Yeah, she says. Can call me anytime. Now, here's the interesting thing at this point in the conversation with Jose Falcon, a.k.a. Pepe. He says, you can call me or email. And he gives out his email address. Now, the decoy, the perverted justice volunteer, does try to call Pepe a couple of times during this encounter. But it's interesting, and we couldn't figure out in the moment why he would never pick up. He gave out his phone number and then says, you can call me text messenger only, he said. Why would somebody not want to pick up the phone? So many times the alleged predators are willing to talk, and you've heard the recordings of the conversations here on the podcast. 
And sometimes the guys are very careful, very cautious, very nervous. And sometimes once they hear the voice of this child willing to have sex, they, they loosen up a little bit. They'll talk about their intent. But Pepe never picks up. And we don't get it at the time. We will in just a little bit. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Meantime, the conversation continues. Talk about watching TV. Talk about being a plumber. He wants to know about her body size. She says, I'm skinny. He says, I am normal. Well, normal body size, maybe, but certainly mine. I want to romance with you, he says. What kind of romance, she asks. Okay, I will wait for you. Mouth, he says. Hmm? I will fall in love you. Really? Yes. What are you going to do? You will make me feel heart. Now, again, there's obviously a language barrier here. Okay, I tell you this weekend. I go to trip my friend. Not clear on that. And they talked about maybe meeting on April 16th. Talked about a trip that he's got to go on first before he comes to visit. I will visit your house, he says. And then... He says, I want to kiss you. Anything you want, he says. You tell me. I like kissing, she says. And then in the biggest font possible, in 2006, he types out, yes. She says, you're cute. I make you big hug, he says. And then the talk gets more sexual more concerned about parents. I want to make love, he says. If you don't want me to, then okay. I still think about you. I stuck now. Then he talks about April 29th in terms of a visit. She says, no, my parents will be gone on April 22nd. Really, he says, I will go April 22nd. Okay, so the date's set. We talk about time. She says it's a little bit boring for her here. She's lived here since she was 11, just to drive the point home that she's only 12. Then, just to make sure he's going to get what he wants, he says she will teach her how to have sex. You like sex? I don't know, do you? Me too, he says. What do you like? I never did much, she says. I will teach you, okay? Very easy. I help you how I do. I like most sex. Fuck, pussy, and lick pussy, and lick nipples very good. It's pretty clear there. OMG, LOL, wow, she says. You will make me feel good. Wow, wow. Can I stuff? Huh? Do stuff. I get everything you body. What, the, what does that mean, she says. I kiss you all body. More sex. I like every sex. Yes. They people most every sex too. I will give you slow sex, not hard, okay? Okay, she says. You think most like sex? 
pussy fuck or anal fuck or eat nipples or eat lick nipples or what? No, okay. You get point. So, Pepe, a.k.a. Jose Falcon, then says, just to drive the point home, not to tell anyone in school or parent. Please, I don't want to you tell anybody in school or parent. Very worried. You will make trouble. You have no idea, Pepe. I don't want to get in trouble. Please, private, okay? Thank you. I want to love you and love sex, too. Oh, and I forgot one thing. He says, I will buy new condom. You get to save, okay? I guess that's better than using an old condom. Again, something might have been lost in translation there. He gets in his car and drives like four hours across the state of Florida from the Miami area on the East Coast all the way over to our sting house in Fort Myers, the opposite side of the state. And every time perverted justice tried to call, he doesn't answer. But then he would get back online and communicate via chat. And here he is. He pulls up to the sting house in Fort Myers. And the on-site decoy, who's an actress, goes to wave Pepe in. And this is where we start to figure out why Pepe wouldn't get on the phone. Why there was such a disconnect in terms of his communication online. It wasn't just a language barrier, it was something else. This is what happened. He's walking up the driveway. Hey, Pepe, I'm in here. Do it again. Hey, Pepe, are you there? If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, it strikes us as a little odd that Pepe doesn't really respond physically when the decoy says, Hey, Pepe, not once, not twice, but before it's over, she says it four different times. Hey, Pepe, I'm in here. Hey, Pepe, I'm in here, she says. Now, he's standing outside the door, the side door to our sting house. And all we hear are crickets. Literally, in the spring Florida night. And he stands there frozen, trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Hey, come on in. Come on in, Finally, the decoy goes to the door, opens it, and he sees her and waves. Still doesn't say a thing. And he walks inside our sting house. Now, because of this communication issue, I don't wait very long to come out to confront Pepe. The decoy goes into the next room and I, I walk right out. Now I'm trying to communicate with Pepe. Mark, please have a seat right here. No, 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 no. I... Now he's using his hands and he's making a sound. A sound that I don't recognize. 
Farmer, please have a seat right here. No, 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 no. I... He seems to be indicating to me that he's deaf. He can't hear. And he doesn't speak well. And that's, in fact, the case. The reason Pepe didn't pick up the phone, Jose Falcon, was that he was deaf. This was a predator first. We have never before or since run into a case where a deaf man showed up at our sting house trying to meet a girl, a child for sex. Now I'm trying to process this at the time. What do you do? I mean, even though he's committed a crime, you don't want to be disrespectful of his physical challenge. I can't go grab him and make him sit down. I don't know sign language. And now it's a really complicated situation because not only do we have trouble communicating, the Fort Myers police are going to have trouble communicating. And so all at once, I'm thinking about all these things. I say to him at some point, can you read something? And so, you know, in the flash of the moment, I was thinking if I write down questions, maybe he could write down his answers. It's okay. Can you read something? And he wasn't buying into that. He, he backs out of the house. He knows he's in trouble. He fully understands that. I could see it in his face. But now he's going to leave. And Frag of perverted justice has radio communication with the Fort Myers police. And so he lets them know this guy can't hear. He's deaf. Looks like this guy's deaf, guys. But this all happens in a matter of seconds, you know. Playing the tapes back, you understand exactly what's happening. In the moment, you don't. And we don't know if the Fort Myers Police Department actually got the message from Frag, understood what Frag had said, and could get the arrest team that information before they made the arrest. Now, to their credit, the Fort Myers police, you know, did not overreact in this case. I didn't think so then. I looked at the video again for this episode, and I don't think they overreacted. They ordered him to get on the ground, get on his knees. He, he again, he can't hear. So they grabbed his arms and they, they set him down. They didn't beat him. They didn't hit him. They didn't pull out a baton. They didn't tease him. They just took him into custody. So I think they were figuring this out at the same time we were. So Pepe is taken away and we're we're still kind of in, in shock over this. I mean, we had a deaf man show up in a predator state. And it says so much about who gets involved in these things. Again, there is no one element of the population we don't see in a sting. I mean, we've seen doctors. Saw a doctor just a couple months ago. Seen businessmen. And now a man who is deaf, a plumber. So he's taken away, and we, we don't have a lot of time to analyze this because 
you know, were preparing for the next predator. But over the course of the next few days, it really, really was stunning. And we're thankful that, you know, there wasn't a, a miscommunication with police that could have created a conflict where somebody got hurt, either the police or Jose Calcone, even though he did show up to have sex with the 12-year-old girl. More of our story in a moment. Jose Falcone ultimately pleaded guilty to using a computer to solicit sex from a minor, as well as attempted lewd and lascivious battery on a 12 to 15 year old. He received nine months in jail and had to register as a sex offender. He is apparently still married to the woman to whom he was married during the sting in Fort Myers. And there is no indication that he has reoffended or gotten into any other trouble. But here's an interesting side note. I mentioned David Schumacher before. He was another alleged predator who surfaced in the sting operation. And while Charges related to the sting were ultimately dropped against David, most of them, if not all of them. He did get dusted up a few times since then. He got arrested for a couple other crimes in Southwest Florida. He's the fellow who put the sweatshirt over his head. He said he had two words for me. He actually had quite a few more. Claimed he was in a fantasy chat room. Said he didn't want to be on TV, dog. Said he knew law enforcement. Anyway, several years after the Fort Myers sting, David and some other predators agreed to talk to Joey Tcam on his YouTube channel. And David talks about being in the lockup, being in the cell. Next to Jose Falcone. This is what he had to say. The dude, the dude was in the holding cell next to me and I said, hey, buddy. Hey, Pepe. What just happened yeah. to you? What just happened to you? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm trying to That's figure so out what just happened. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what just happened to me. Right. The motherfucker started acting like he don't speak no English. No, 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 no. I... And no one to talk to me like like I'm the fucking police in the cell next to him or something. Oh, you know who that might have been? That might have been Peppy. Peppy was yeah. deaf. Oh, Peppy was deaf. deaf guy. Peppy was deaf. <laughs> oh yeah, David, there was a deaf guy on your segment. Check this out. They they told her she was deaf. She called out for him. Hey, Peppy. And they Hey, Peppy, I'm in here. Hey, Peppy, I'm in here. Do it again. Hey, Peppy, are you there? I said no, he's deaf. And I think she said, Art? hey, Pepe. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Art came louder. laughs> no, 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 no. I, yeah. I like shot and kill. Yeah. David Schumacher, in his own words. As you know, I like to hear from you. And I encourage all of you to send me your questions, either in an audio file or... Just write them down. And this week's question 
comes from a woman who I'm not going to identify, but I'm hopeful she'll appear on either the next episode of this podcast or one very soon. And when I read the letter, you'll understand why this is so significant and, and why this says so much about the predators I've caught. Again, she asked me not to use her real name. Hi, Chris. First off, I absolutely love your podcast, and I'm currently on episode 35, as I just discovered it a few weeks ago, so keep up the good work. Thank you. Now for the tea. In 2009, when I was 16, I met a guy online in a chat room that claimed he was 18. I was homeschooled at the time, and he would come over and we would hook up. One day, he just fell off the face of the earth, and I never heard from him again. Years later, roughly in 2015-ish, while I was binging to catch a predator on YouTube, I about had a heart attack when I saw Eric Pallison was on your Riverside investigation in 2006. That's right, the guy she hooked up with online, this girl who was 16, was a guy I caught in the Riverside County investigation years earlier trying to meet a 12-year-old girl. And he lied about his age in this case. The woman goes on to say, I met him in 2009 after he had appeared on your show. So he gets caught in the Riverside stink, arrested, prosecuted, and three years later, what is he doing? He's meeting another minor for sex. She goes on. Which tells me despite being caught, he continued to contact females under the age of 18 years old since I was 16 years old. Who knows how many more young girls he has met up with since. I had never told anyone this. I'm now 30 years old. But I thought it would be interesting for you to give an update on Eric Pallison just because I was personally one of his victims. Feel free to use this email, but I would prefer to remain anonymous. Can you believe this? This guy, Eric Pallison, and he was young at the time uh, in terms of, you know, the ages of the predators. He gets busted in Riverside for trying to meet a 12-year-old girl. And he was 19 or 20, I believe, at the time. And he was in the Riverside investigation. He didn't have a long appearance. Remember, we had 51 guys show up in that investigation. Guys in their 70s, teacher, people from Hollywood, all kinds of characters. 51 guys. Eric Pallison was one of them. But here he is trying to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. And then three years later, he's out again? And I guarantee you that this woman who wrote to me, and again, I'm chatting with her as we speak, is the only other victim out there. It would defy logic to suggest that. And so we're going to try to do an interview very soon with 
a woman who says she's another victim of Eric Allison. And we will update his case and his status as well. You can find me on Instagram, official Chris Hansen, Twitter at Chris Hansen. Oh, Elon took my blue check, by the way, and I will not pay for a blue check. Just saying. TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. Cameo. And most important, next to this podcast, True Blue, my streaming crime network, which is where all the new predator investigations are available now. Watch TrueBlue.com, T-R-U-B-L-U. We've got 30-some episodes up and more in the works. And as always, you can reach me right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.